0: Fintech Unfiltered, the podcast for bank innovation and INV Fintech. Bank Innovation is an industry leading blog on digital banking and Fintech, and INV is its sister accelerator. I'm Tatiana Pulkarni, Deputy Editor at Bank Innovation, and I'm here with Jason Brown, co founder and CEO of Tally. Tally is a Fintech that helps users pay credit card debt. Welcome, Jason.
1: Thank you, Tatiana, I appreciate you having me.
0: Yes, excited to see what you have to say. So I think a good place for us to start, Jason, maybe if you could tell our audience what is Tally and what do you guys do?
1: Well, Tally uh, has built the first automated debt manager. What, What that means is that Tally figures out the smartest and the fastest way to pay down your debt and then takes action for you. Uh, the, the key thing to understand about Tally is that it's fully automated. So uh, if you think about a normal FinTech app, it has lots of charts and graphs and recommendations and numbers, maybe some ads, things like that. Whereas the Tally home screen is a picture of a person with their feet on the table drinking a cup of coffee. So it's just important, important to understand that what we've built is totally automated. So the way it works is you download the app for free, you then scan in your credit cards, uh, finally, uh, once we uh, do a credit check on you, we actually take responsibility for paying all your cards for you, and then you pay Tally. And that allows us to give our customers a couple main benefits. So first is we move all your balances over every day uh, from uh, cards that are getting uh, charged interest that are that are high APRs and move those over to Tally so that we can give you a lower APR. Uh, secondly, uh, we guarantee that you'll never pay a credit card late fee again. So there are $12 billion of credit card late fees every year, and Tally takes that, that stress off the table and makes sure that all your cards are paid on time. And then finally, our algorithms, the way that they, they, they manage and pay your cards, uh, are able to actually uh, shave about 15 years off of how long it takes to get out of debt. So we're getting people out of debt twice as fast as they would otherwise, and, and Tally is doing all that work for them. So uh, it's been an uh, exciting process to, uh, to, to, build, to build the company.
0: Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, the the data you're dealing with and the work that you put in to, to achieving that goal is very complex. Can you talk a little bit about how you maintain accuracy and efficiency?
1: Yeah, so so it's, um, it's probably worth worth noting uh, two things. So so the first is uh, I'm the CEO. I'm not our head of engineering. So so I, I actually personally don't don't write the code or design the architecture. Uh, but i i've been in uh, very interested in scala which is the technology we use and i'll talk about that in a little bit uh, from from a business perspective for quite some time and one of the advantages that that tally has is that we actually built uh all of our technology from scratch from the ground up and that gave us the the ability uh even though it took us over three years to do to um to, to build this totally automated system so um The key of of building things from scratch is that you can use a modern language uh, like Scala, which allows us to make sure things that are done correctly, uh, that they're done in the right order, and that nothing fails along the way. And so clearly when you're trying to deliver to customers full automation, that level of precision and accuracy is really important.
0: Interesting. And um, as opposed to Scala, is Java the, uh, the counterpart or the, uh, um, the other option? Uh,
1: well, so, so uh, what's, what's really interesting about Scala is that so it's a modern programming language, but it actually runs on the JVM, which uh, stands for the Java Virtual Machine. So it's actually part of the, the, the Java ecosystem. So it's this modern language uh, that we can talk about more, some of those advantages but it still inherits all of the attributes uh, from uh, the uh, the Java ecosystem. So it's, believe it or not, it's used by companies like Tally, which are obviously startups, all the way along to companies like Amazon and Twitter. So, so Scala is, uh, it has been adopted by a wide range of, of companies.
0: Mm, interesting. And what are some of the advantages and business benefits of using Scala?
1: You know, there's quite a few, but if I were to think of the the top three, uh, I'd say number one is that Scala makes Tali less prone to errors, so so every language has two key steps. So first you compile, and then you run. Uh, What's interesting about Scala is before a program runs, the compiler actually reads the program and verifies that what is written makes sense. So uh, essentially, it's able to confirm that our assumptions about like all these complex operations and values meet our expectations. So that's the first advantage. The second advantage is that uh, Scala has something called type safety, and this allows for better and faster testing. So Scala, uh, the type safety allows us to discover errors while we're actually writing the code, not after we run it and you know this is really necessary uh when you're trying to ensure that the high quality and accuracy that you need for for uh financial applications in general and especially automated ones so that means that we don't have to worry about uh you know losing really important attributes uh while it's in real time we we identify those things while we're actually writing the code or when it compiles not when you know it's actually uh alive uh moving money around and making decisions and then the third final benefit is that Scala does let Tally inherit all the benefits of the JVM. So uh, the, the, the Java ecosystem has been around for, for decades, and it is a hardened and tested um, technological ecosystem that has, has been through the ringer, so to speak. And so when it comes to stability, uh, when it comes to security, uh, it, it's really hard to compete with that kind of robustness. And, and so, so you're able to have all of those kind of traditional, uh, serious benefits. Uh, and then on top of that, you now have this, this modern language that allows you to do all these, these things that would otherwise, uh, be very, very hard. So it's kind of the benefits of both worlds.
0: Interesting. So is Scala, uh, would it be accurate to describe Scala as, um, you know, an extra layer of language sitting on top of the, uh, Java ecosystem?
1: That's correct. So it it runs on it literally runs on the JVM. So that is uh, that is an accurate uh, uh, description. So it's a modern language that's running on the JVM.
0: So just in terms of um, a company, I know Tally uses uh, Scala as as we've talked about, but if, say, if I'm a FinTech or if I'm a, a challenger bank, how do I go about switching to Scala or is it even advisable that I do?
1: You know, it, it, it's it's obviously much easier when you're in in um, the position that Talia was, where we got to start from scratch. So we we had this blank canvas, and we got to make this decision to you know build everything the way we wanted to. If if it's a if it's a bank that already has you know established code base and teams, it's going to be very difficult. But but one uh, potential approach to do it is to identify some um, distinct feature or product that can be built outside of the existing code base. And uh, what, what, what the, the engineering team would need to do is once you've identified this, this isolated feature or product is either find somebody internally who's a real champion of Scala and understands the technology and the, and how, how to, how to leverage it or hire somebody from the outside to, to, to champion and, and lead that project. And then obviously, once you get some engineers uh from the rest of the organization working on that project and learning actually how uh, Scala works and, and the, the benefits and the trade offs, uh from there, uh the the organization can evaluate uh how it how well it fits into what they're trying to do. And and in the the company may find that you know they're not only having this 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 growing group of internal advocates for leveraging Scala. But also that it's allowing them to do new things. And then from there, you can build a more and more products that are kind of like outside your existing code base. And I guess at some point in the distant future, it could all converge. But um, that's, that's one potential way of, uh, of exploring it.
0: Very cool. And, you know, lastly, uh, do you think the future of banking solutions is in cloud?
1: It, it, it really depends. So, so for FinTech, I would say yes. Uh, To give this some context, we started writing our first lines of code in early 2015, and believe it or or not, at that time, there was no PCI-compliant cloud-based solution. We talked to Amazon uh, for Amazon Web Services, and they said, look, in the next couple of months, our PCI-compliant solution will will be ready, and so we we believed them, and we said, okay, cool, we're going to start to build in the cloud on AWS with the assumption that by the time we're ready to actually have uh, real data in, in these databases, that, that it will be PCI compliant. And, and Amazon delivered on that, uh, that projection and, and um, had their PCI com- uh, compliant solution on track. But at the time, Google didn't have one. Uh, Microsoft Azure didn't have one. And, and now, um, all the big cloud providers uh, all have PCI compliant solutions and they continue to build more and more Tools and features that are necessary for financial applications. So my view is is that uh, you completely can build entire uh, entire banking systems in the cloud, as Tally has done, and I think that's where all startups will be. But existing mm-hmm. banks, my my guess is is that you know they will continue to run their legacy bank core systems on their own hardware internally. Uh, a lot of these systems use very antiquated languages and. Uh, it's you know At the end of the day, they want to keep all that hardware under their own control, but they may be using uh, uh, cloud services for ancillary aspects of, of what the bank does uh, and consumer-facing features. So I think for existing banks, we're going to see a hybrid of, of what their core banking systems stay in-house, but a lot of those peripheral things may be uh, uh, living in the cloud.
0: Very interesting. And do you have any... Um prediction for 2019 on what's going to be a big trend or uh, might be something to pay attention to in this regard?
1: You know, so, so, uh, and this is is, is biased, because the the way that we view the world is that it's automation or bust, that, you Mm -hmm. know, what has led fintech in the past has been more around uh, experience and features and mobile first. Uh, the existing legacy banks are, are catching up and very, very, uh, effectively following and replicating those experiences. That, that 2019 and beyond is really about, uh, going from, you know, making recommendations and tracking things to actually taking over entire financial jobs for people. And that, that automation, autonomous finance is really where the future is headed. So from our perspective, uh, we are, uh, eagerly, uh, focused on launching more and more products that Uh, eventually we'll do all the financial thinking and work for the average American. And, you know, I don't know if it will completely come to fruition in 2019, but clearly that's where the world is headed.
0: Jason, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in.